Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The West Africa's biggest hospital. It's too late to scrap it. We've wasted resources. And when you suspend it, I mean, when, when, when are you ever going to really begin? So I think we should just reconvert the whole, they should just call the architect guy to go there, redesign the whole thing inside, inside out, and then make it into a big hospital that can attract, so that the president doesn't have to have travel out of the country, or the finance, finance minister, or the ministers don't need to travel outside the country to seek medical tourism of any kind. So I would say we should reconvert the project into something that is directly useful in improving the, the, the average life of the ordinary Ghanaian. Uh, evangelist uh, Dr. Teria, scrap, build, suspend till later. Um, and Edwin has added the third one, uh, repurpose the, the building. Sorry, it, I, we struggle to hear you if you can speak Hello. into the microphone. Oh is it okay? Uh, it's still pretty Hello. low, but but yeah, go attempt again. Okay, is it okay? I think it's it's better, but not perfect. But yeah, go on. What would you do? Okay. Scrap, build, um, uh, postpone, or repurpose? Okay, from my perspective as a, a preacher and then also an academician, um, I remain a little in undecided about that because i sit back and do a thorough you know analysis so i remain neutral uh, but you you can't be can you i mean the options are are, are, are covers everything right i mean you are you want to scrap do you want to build do you want to postpone to later when the economy is better or do you want to repurpose you must definitely have a position on these four options you want to comment on any of these. Okay, I, I, that's fair. He doesn't want to comment on any of these. But let's find out what your own position is, whether it agrees with any of what you've heard there. This is what you told us on social media. And, and quickly, so what was the question um, we asked again on social media? I guess the same, but what, what was the question? Just for the balance of that. In your opinion, what should happen to the National Cathedral on the Joy FM Twitter page? Scrap it, 57%. 13% says build it. And then 30% says suspend till later. If you go to the Joy News Twitter page, same. 57% says scrap it. 16% yes, say build it. And then 27% says suspend it. But there are myriad of questions people are asking under the poll. Such as? Questions about government's propriety. This one says, government, in these trying times, is this what you want to do with the taxpayers' money? It says no. Abdul Karim Salifus also says continue building because taxpayers' money has already been sunk into the project. This one says Tor needs that attention urgently. And then my crab says the guy should return the money, the 25 million. The recipient should return the money. I think he meant Ajay and Associates. And this one says the cathedral is being built on lies and deception. That is what he thinks. And then 
Victor Akazoni Roxin says it should be turned into a factory to employ young Ghanaians. Okay, that's the repurpose question. James from Kumasi, this national cathedral is needless. It is a misplaced priority. How could the president's personal pledge become a national asset? Even though if it can be a national asset, what will the president say to Ghanaians who are traditional believers? Will the president build a shrine for them to worship? Why should the president use their taxpayer money to build a cathedral for Christians to worship? I don't think the president really thought through it properly before embarking on the project. And the final one uh, from Albert Zakumono. Uh, the National Cathedral Project was not approved by Parliament to be funded by the taxpayer, so it should be stopped and taxpayers' money spent should be refunded uh, to those who indeed um, had, uh, well, to all of us, he says. But overwhelmingly on the on the polls, um, more than 50% on more both... 50%, on both pages say they should scrap it. They should scrap, they should scrap it. it. Okay. So that's where we stand tonight um, on the National Cathedral on the back of the detailed explanations uh, from the secretariat this conversation will definitely continue until the structure is complete is repurposed is scrapped is built or is suspended let's keep having it for staying here with us on Prime Morning. My name is Nathaniel Atto, and it's always uh, lovely to be in your company, you know? And it's always very, very refreshing to see yourself on TV. I saw myself on TV a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we all get silly sometimes, don't we? So uh, I have very good company here in the studio because we're looking forward to this year's edition of the Ghana Football Awards, uh, the flagship event that honors uh, our footballers, our administrators, and persons within the big, very big uh, mix of football. It sure is going to be the biggest gathering of stars here on July 2nd, and uh, we've just got a few weeks to go. But the most important thing is who wins what? That's the question we'll be trying to answer here. And the people who have been at the center of sifting and, and, and doing a lot of critique and, you know, trying to do a lot of justification to get... Uh, the best possible list out for the big performers over the last season are here with us. The board chair for the Ghana uh, Football Awards uh, and a seasoned uh, journalist as well as a lecturer and a specialist in communications, Carl Tufo, is my guest here in the studio. Uh, senior Carl, thank you so much for being here with us. It's I great to be in your company. Yeah. It's brilliant, but I can't be, believe you using the word senior car. <laughs> yeah, you know, in, in, in the security services, <laughs> there's a lot of regard for... Um, I don't know senior. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if we're in Nigeria, I'm sure I'd have, you know, developed a few extra titles for him as well. 
Okay, so uh, Matilda Dimedo has lived, breathed, and eaten football. I mean, she'd prefer to do uh, a beautiful night of nice football over maybe like a beauty pageant or, you know, like a, a movie that has a lot of love themes and all of that. Um, she's also a member of the board, and I'm glad to have you here. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Mm, yeah, and you look good in this, uh, you know, is it light? <laughs> Be very, very careful. <laughs> because some of those things, some people can interpret it as being sexism. Mine are only compliments. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you here. Look, um, last year was a very fantastic year. Uh, Andre the day are you because of his exploits uh, in the second year of English football uh, got that award. Uh, he's moved on. And so uh, there's a very different story to tell. Ghana has qualified for the World Cup. We have a new winner for the Ghana Premier League. We have uh, an, an import who, is, uh, who has led when it comes to scoring the goals. Women's football is telling another story as well in terms of who's dominating. And this has all happened within the space of one season. That should sure communicate some, uh, what, competition? Well, it does, but... The most difficult part of it is pruning it down. Mm. And as you know, um, human beings have their own views and opinions, and they can really be very divergent, extremely. And so if you take a look at the panel, ex-footballers, ex-coach, journalist, ex-journalist, that's me, football administrator, huh? You find out that sometimes it can be very noisy and very argumentative. And that reflects the country as a whole. That reflects the world in large. I have made up my mind that maybe I need to take a rest because it can be massive. I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you know it. You, <laughs> you and I were in the Joy Sports newsroom and we know what, what pertains. So clearly... But that's the beauty of it, sitting there and listening to people and ha listening to different views on how it should be done, how it goes. It's exactly what keeps us going. And uh, before I even say any other thing else, I want to say thanks to the whole team that sit at a certain secluded corner somewhere. Yeah. Late at night, you're hungry, you're going to be home, and then you're debating on given Kusia an award instead of giving Carl for an award. But yeah, it's, it's all worth it. Mm. Uh, Matilda, tell me about, you know, what, what has hit you the most about women's football this season. Um, I'm just fascinated about the fact that uh, the dominance that we thought we were going to see from Hazakas was cut short after a season. I mean, we saw Hazakas ladies fly so high, uh, you know, for once in a very, very long time, I saw I mean, the whole of Ghana behind their television sets, monitoring uh, not the CAF Men's Champions League, but the CAF Women's Champions League, the maiden edition. And I thought it was wonderful. And now, the tables have turned. Well, um, thank you very much. You know, when it comes to women's football, um, over the years, it has been a bit relegated in the background. Mm. And a lot of people do not really pay attention to it. But um, I can say for this season, or even from the season, uh, the the preceding season, a lot of things changed, especially when CAF muted the idea of bringing on board the Women's Champions League. And so because of that, all the ladies decided to put in their maximum effort so that they can 
get to the bigger stage for people to really pay attention. And I think Hazaka's ladies really did that very well in their inaugural um, participation in the, in the inaugural competition. They went to Wafu, they were brilliant. By, by the help of um, this live stream and everything, a lot of people in Ghana were able to see what um, they were doing and even when they went to the bigger stage, that is um, the real Champions League in Egypt, we saw them all over. And so it brought, um, it brought a change, let me put it that way. So all the other teams made up their mind that this, this is their time, they need to shine, they need to put in a lot of effort so that at the end of the day, they can also be seen. And I think that has really contributed to the turn of event for the season under review. Because um, if you look at how Ampendakwa came in, after being knocked out four times, they, Hazakes beat them four times on, on a row in the previous season. The first ladies cup, the league, the FA cup, and even uh, the champions of champions. So you could see they needed to do a certain changes, beef up their squad and come back strongly this season. And they did. Mm. Uh, apart from that effort to, from the administrative point of view, a lot changed. Betway came on board. They came to give the women's game a little bit of pushing in, in terms of finances, in terms of um, organizing um, seminars and the rest. So a, a lot have changed over the years. And then I can also do without mentioning Max TV because they were giving us coverage. Mm. And a lot of people were now sitting at home and were being able to view the women's game. And I think that has contributed massively to the changes that we have seen so far this season. And mm. also contributed to Ampendakuan halting um, Hazakes ladies <laughs> Well, a uh, big question though is are we going to see Ampemdakwa dominate, you know, within all of the categories that we'll be announcing? We're just about to get into our first set of announcements for uh, categories for the Football Awards and of course we're a big collaborator. That event will be live here on the Joy Prime channel. So, uh, here with me in studio as I mentioned earlier, Carlton Four is the chair of the board of the Ghana Football Awards and Matilda Dimido is a member. Well, let's now get into our first set of uh, nominees for this year's Ghana Football Awards. Right here. of the year like fan groups of the year so it's porcupine tertiary which is uh, the main fan base of Kumasi Asante Kotoko within the tertiary institutions with its base at the Kwame Kuma University of Science and Technology will they win it this year let's see how it goes also nominated are the uh, Ghana supporters union well, uh, you'd want to see uh, what they did in terms of following our national teams around, especially the senior national team, and uh, pushing them and urging them on to qualify for the FIFA World Cup ahead of Nigeria. And of course, the optics around uh, the Ghana Supporters Union, amazing. Uh, one of them, uh, one of these very big images, uh, you know, very, very expressive in terms of art. And uh, uh, this gentleman is called Obo, very, very popular within uh, supporters groups and within the Ghana Supporters Union. I'm very grateful and honored to be here today. All right, so uh, we're just done with uh, the uh, special uh, segment for the fans, and that will be uh, the fan group of the year. Who wins it? Would it be uh, Porcupine Tertiary 
or the Ghana uh, Supporters Union. Let's just go to the next um, category. Vibrant club on social media. Dreams FC are our nominee in no particular order. Kumasi Asante Kotoko are also there. Legon City's FC and Accra Hearts Vogue. We've also got Cheetah FC. An interesting story about Cheetah FC. Um, very, very interesting indeed. So there we go. The most vibrant club on social media. And it's between five clubs. Dreams FC, Asante Kotoko, Legon Cities, Accra Hearts of Oak, and Cheetah FC. Um, I'm sure that those who may not be following what goes on in the, the other tiers of Ghana football will be wondering. Cheetah FC sure have been massive when it comes to their visibility, especially on social media and their branding as well. And we need to give them the plaudits. All the other clubs have done their bit as well and would also have to see how all of it goes. So once again, it's Dreams FC, Asante Kotoko, Legon Cities, Accra Hearts of Oak and Cheetah FC for the most vibrant club on social media. We'll go to our next category. So in a bit, we will be uh, getting uh, down to the rest of them. And uh, Matilda, interesting stuff there. Uh, Asante Kotoko Dreams, FC Legon Cities, Accra Hearts of Oak and Cheetah FC. Interestingly, last year, it was Accra Great Olympics who won it. And, you know, Great Olympics have just been amazing, especially when they have a big one over uh, the bigger clubs. I, I mean, their city rivals, Accra Hearts of Oak, Kumasi Asante Kotoko and the like. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, you know, when it comes to um, club with the, um, the social media, uh, Beth, you know, most of these clubs have been trying look at Kumasi Asante Kotoko over the, the year and the review, look at Akraha Tufu, Dreams FC, and the new inclusion, which is Cheetah FC. Um, they have been a, a lower division side, but all the time you see them investing a lot into branding and all um, issues surrounding the club. It looks so beautiful, and they always want their presence to be felt across board. So I think that um, they will be giving um, Dreams had to folk Asante Kotoko enough competition when it comes to this category. So let's see how it goes for them. Mm. I'll tell you one thing. Um, it's for me, this is the gradual changing of media because the traditional or old media mm. had it and it seems now we have new media. Now, last year, the reason why Great Olympics won, there's no doubt about it, it had a lot to do with um, Emmanuel Sintose, who is the comp director. Yeah. He's put in so much that the likes of Kotoko have had to respond. And so you have people like David uh, Obin Obinia. from Kotoko. You have people like okay. Kwame Juma Ajiman. But the hearts. And then I'm saying this gradually because he's my younger brother, but he's irritating me. <laughs> Levi Opariado. Yes. <laughs> now, if you look at the age of those people, it belongs to the current generation who now delve more into new media than old media. And you know that with new media, you want news on the road. And it's amazing. Some of those. Um, websites, some of those social media uh, platforms, whatever you want to call them. Amazing. And 
the vibrancy. Believe you me, much as we are still a rural country, I'm sorry, if we're not, um, with the advent of satellite, it's no, there's no more need of having transmitter in rural. Social media, new media is going to swarm this. Give it maximum five years. We may find that traditional broadcasting will be under serious threat. Interesting stuff there, and uh, interesting uh, actuarial projections here uh, by the board chair of the Ghana Football Awards. Uh, still live here on this special edition of Prime Morning as we're bringing you the live announcement of categories and nominees for this year's awards. Who wins what? We'd just like to go straight to the uh, Go King of the season. And of course, <laughs> that will be the most straightforward, uh, if you ask me. There we go, Frank Imbella Etuga from Cameroon who sure has brought uh, great, 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 uh, you know, moments for all of the fans of Kumasi Asante Kotoko. And of course, uh, drawn and grown loads and loads of admirers as well. Uh, Etuga, uh, fantastic place, isn't it? Yeah, it, um, it's not over yet because we've got one round One of more match day, yes, sure. And um, there was, uh, is it Frank Ano? Yeah, Ano. Yeah, Ano, thank you, that's the, that's the word I was looking for. Suddenly got a streak of goals. There's been a lot of outcry in light of what has emerged in terms of match fixing. And ironically, it's the same club, so people are beginning to wonder. But let's put that aside. This gentleman has really, really had a season to remember. I'm talking about Imbella. And the truth of the matter is that the mere fact that he was even called out by Cameroon, granted that he was ditched eventually, but he was called out by Cameroon to tell you something. Normally, and you see it here, normally sub-Saharan African nations uh, sub tend to go north to Europe. Go pick all Tom, Dick and Harry. But for Rigo Song to see this chap as a possibility and call him is a plus. But for me, can we look at the possibility of um, naturalizing him <laughs> and getting him into our squad just in case? Because I'm a bit worried yeah, about it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very great suggestion. I've heard it, uh, you know, in quarters as well. Because, look, the, the reality of the situation is that there is a lot in terms of options that the Cameroonians are going to fall on, be it the team, uh, you know, the, uh, the B team, uh, which plays in the Chan, or uh, the main uh, senior national team, the Indomitable Lions. So, and, and Etuga Shaw would be one who would want to uh, you know, explore his opportunities at the international stage as well. So it's it's a very fair. And um, the history shows mm. that when a country wants an athlete, then I can give you those occasions. The most famous one or infamous one was the South African runner by the name of Zulabad, who got her British passport. Mm. At that time, South Africa was banned from Olympic Games, and so the Brits wanted her to do the 3,000 meters at the 1984 Olympic Games. A record three weeks. The lady was staying in Essay. She got the passport in three weeks. Because <laughs> she, 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 she is, or she was a, a British, whatever it is, three times removed. That means they went back to the granny, the great granny, and the great, great granny. And they found out, ah, the great, great, great granny came to South Africa for so You know, that sort of thing. So I'm looking at uh, Imbella, I'm wondering, listen, you'll be disappointed. I hear Kotoko have 
got a psychologist to work with him because mm -hmm. he's called and then he's ditched for Akambi, he's ditched for Abubakar, and he's no more. It could have affected his confidence. It hasn't. He's still got the goals. And just maybe you could steal them. All right, so let's now get down to the uh, Thumbs Up Award. Last year, it was won by uh, the CEO and the founder of the McDan Group, Dr. Daniel McCauley, and this was because of the construction of the uh, McDan La Town Park, which has now become uh, a main place for the staging of women's football league games uh, within uh, you know the zone and also are staging loads and loads of community football uh, you know tournaments of course it was a dirt pitch and uh, gradually the place was transformed totally and has been attracting uh, very big numbers now we will be wondering who would pick up the thumbs up award for this year and for what reason well that's the reason why you'd have to follow uh, this space because there's a lot we're looking forward to now one of the other awards i'll be looking forward to uh, this year will be the living legend award there are so many people who have you know reached legendary status so many ex-footballers who have reached legendary status you know in our society and i'm just wondering who will pick up that award you know last year we had uh, asamwajan pick up the uh, player of the decade award and uh, it was just amazing of course no arguments about that he's been amazing over the last decade as well so um thumbs up award and living legend award well we're just looking forward to seeing who uh, will will uh, you know pick up those awards but very quickly uh, how tough was that the conversations around the living legend award especially i wasn't at the last meeting yeah i was there by Zoom, but i had to leave because i was somewhere else and whatnot but the most difficult part of it is finding a legend who the current generation did not see because the majority of members are within the current generation so if for instance somebody gets up and says reverend Even somebody my age, who's he? But I've gone and done research and found out that he was an absolutely phenomenal player at this time. And he played for the Black Stars in 65, and I think 68, winning the Nations Cup in 65. So you can see that if somebody is from that era, and then you've got the likes of Felix, and uh, <laughs> 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 they're going to be thinking, ah, but sir, senior, who is this? Yeah. Yes, that's the point. And so those are the difficulties that you have to get in there. Fortunately, we have people of different age groups. Mm. If you take Alex Cote, mm. he's from a particular age group. If you take Ahimfo, if you take Abuka, and if you take the, the, the Black Star players who are on the panel, or ex-Black Star players who are on the panel, they're from different areas. Abuka Damba was from there. Early, uh, early 90s, late 80s to early 90s. Uh, Ahemfo was from the... Early to mid. Yeah, early to, to mid. And then Pencil, obviously, the noughties. Yeah. So you can see... Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. It's a, it's that range of people there. Yeah. All right. Well, so more to look forward to. I would want to go to the next category as we look ahead to seeing who makes it for the 2022 Carnival Football Awards. So this is it, the Ghanaian Club CEO of the year, Nanaya Amponsa, who won the accolade last year. Nanaya Amponsa uh, has guided Kumasi Asante Kotoko to a successful win of the league trophy. And we're looking forward to seeing if he's able to win it. Kinsley Owusu Echao, the um, 
real estate uh, giant who is uh, has invested a lot in football uh, bichem united have told wonderful stories so far making their way and uh, actually wanting to vie for the league title now summer texas uh, century uh, he has also qualified to play in the ghana premier league and uh, moving from uh, second tier football into ghana premier league action is definitely a very interesting one so uh, this one is going to be very very tough isn't it it, it, it is um, i'm highly pissed I'm, I'm, I'm highly pissed but i'll let her talk but i really am pissed because my person i thought should have been there okay uh mr Eloy Amandi Esquire. Mm. Of Karela. Of Karela. Mm. And the mere fact So he was going to get a second nomination if he had gone through. No, well, for me, I thought that. But obviously, it's one person who one vote. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nanaya Amponsa uh, of Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Kinsley Owusu Echao um, of Bichem um, United. And of course, uh, Summer Texas uh, Richard in Century. Well, interesting and it sure is going to be one of the most competitive categories for the evening as well well there's more to share with you in terms of announcing the categories this is the special live announcement of categories for uh, the 2022 edition of the ghana football awards well more to do let's take some messages and we continue with the announcements and analysis Assessing my talents as a, as a boy growing up, I didn't exactly see much of football. There was a point when I thought, okay, I could play in defense, but nah. I mean, when I got, I got to St. Augustine's and I saw, you know, the, uh, the honor roll, Michael Essien, you know, uh, Matthew Amwa, I thought, okay, they're level two. You know, the reason why I'm talking about this, this is a very nice trophy. I would have loved to have one of these in my, my closet. So uh, this is what I'm talking about. There we go. Wonderful trophy indeed. And of course, uh, to all of our friends who are uh, live with us on First Take on Joy 99.7 FM, don't worry, we're going to bring you big shots of this one. And, uh, you know, it'll be good to have uh, this one. It's very heavy as well. So, um, many 
new winners and we're hoping to see some also retain their respective titles and uh, honors from last year but it sure is going to be very very interesting especially considering that one uh, we did just before we went for the set of messages also joining us here in the studio is uh, Felix Romark he's a member of the board and uh, a football uh, data journalist and uh, he's been doing a lot of work in terms of following and he's been very very involved in the arguments as well as to who should be uh, the right <laughs> the rightful heir to you know the spaces available within the nominees list Felix, good to see you good to see you okay so we're gonna go to our next category now and um, would want to get into it now so the best african international well edward mendy won it last year uh, he did a televised message uh, for the fans and for all of the guests at the grand arena which will also be hosting this year's event sadio mani sadio mani also uh, in there as well so uh, mo salah sadio mani and victor osimen victor osimen uh, was part of that uh, 10-0 route that was staged a few days ago in the qualifiers as well so two players of liverpool uh, one of them from Egypt, one of them from Senegal, and of course, one of them from Nigeria. Victor Osimen, uh, <laughs> Sadio Mane, and Mo Salah. Very, very interesting pair, Felix. Yeah, of course, but you look at uh, the season under review, the year under review, and you talk about African players playing outside. No doubt in history, I've been very, very excellent. You look at what Sadio Mane and you know, uh, Mo Salah did for Liverpool. Incredible. They, they, it was just some few minutes away from winning the English Premier League and then also they got to the finals of the AFCON in Cameroon and then again they played in the playoffs for the World Cup with Sadio Mane and got in fact two over Salah he won the AFCON and then book qualification and then you talk about Victor I think that he's been so excellent for Napoli this uh, this season if not for injuries maybe Napoli would have gone on and challenged hard for the Italian uh, league title but I feel that with these three with the exploit that they had in Europe, they deserve to be nominated. Uh, Victor was the top Afghan scorer in the Italian league and then also for his club, uh, Napoli. So, history, but it's, it's open for public voting, so <laughs> we see how it goes. We'll get down to that conversation in a bit. So, uh, thank you very much for staying with us on Joy Prime and also on Joy 99.7 FM on this special edition of First Take. And of course, um, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Victor Usiman making up the nominees for the best African internationals. Okay, so let's uh, get down to the next category, and that will be the male team of the year. Okay, interesting uh, turn of events because the CEOs of these three clubs who've been nominated are the same who are vying for the CEO of the Year Award. So, Bechem United are in there, um, Kumasi Asante Kotoko in there, Samartex also in there. Well, yeah. I thought that interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you look at the performance of these three teams and then their CEOs as well. Um, let me start with Samartex. Look at how the way and manner in which they were able to qualify and then come into the Ghana Premier League in the Division 1. They were just um, about six matches away from finishing um, the zone, but they've already qualified. So I should tell you that the, the CEO and the team itself, the technical team, they put in a lot of effort to get to where they are. So um, nominating such a team at this time, I think, um, is a step in the right direction. Then you look at um, Kumasi Asante Kotoko, Nanaya Mponsan, he has been phenomenal over even last season he was and this season i think he he improved upon what he has been doing for kumasi asante kotoko and kotoko themselves as a team we at the beginning of the season 
I, I think a lot of people would, would agree with me. They didn't even write them in when it comes to winning the Premier League because of a certain some of the signings that they made and uh, um, issues that uh, they encountered uh, within the season, but they've been able to stand their ground and at the end of the day, we are seeing them lifting the Premier League and also their CEO uh, performing um, so well. And then um, the very last one, which is Bechem United. You know, Bechem United's pedigree when it comes to um, the Ghana Premier League. For me, I didn't even expect to see them. It, it got to a time they were giving Kumasi Asante Kotoko a chase. Same and so here. for me, I think they've really done well. <laughs> These three teams, um, seeing them in this category, I think will be it will be very tough. And as um, Felix said, it's open for public voting. So we see how it goes. All right. So Asante Kotoko, Bechem United, and Samatex Football Club are the nominees for the male team of the year. From there we go to uh, the more important one, which is the female team of the year. Now, I'd remain with, uh, you know, <laughs> with Matilda on this one. Now, Ampim Dakwa ladies definitely in there, uh, the champions of the season. Ampim Dakwa ladies uh, making a very, very interesting uh, transformation over the last season. Azaka's ladies who won it last season are in there, our first, uh, you know, uh, contestants, Ghana's first contestants in the uh, new or Nouvelle Women's Cup Champions League. Ridge City FC, and this is where I would say hello to uh, Cleopatra and Sia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ridge City FC are in there as well. So, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, very interesting. Um, with Ridge City, I, I can confidently say when it comes to the lower tier, they are one team that are doing very well, especially with their social media. Um, with staff, organization and everything, I think they are on point. And so seeing them in here, is, um, it doesn't really uh, come as a surprise to me. Then you look at um, Ampim Dakuma, we've, spoken, we've already spoken about their exploits uh, for, for this season. And then Hazakes ladies, they were all over and a lot of people have been following them. So seeing these three teams in there, I think they deserve to be there. And then we see how the voting and everything goes for that. Okay, well, let's see how the voting goes as usual. We'll be sharing all of those details with you uh, right here on this special nominee announcement for the Ghana Football Awards. Let's now throw the focus on the next category. Hmm. Women's Footballer of the Year. Grace Asantua of uh, Real Betis in Spain and uh, the Black Queens. Also, uh, Stella Nyameche of Dreams Ladies and Fabulous Ladies, Princess Owusu. All right, let's get down to that one as well. Well, um, with Grace Asanto, I think she's had a fantastic season with Real Betis in Spain. On, I think, four or five occasions, she's voted the best player for her, her club. And then she's played almost all the matches for the team this season. Then we go to Stella um, Nyameche of um, Dreams Ladies. Dreams Ladies are newbies in the Women's Premier League. They just made an entrance into the Women's Premier League. And Stella Nyameche has been exceptional in midfield for them. She won a couple of awards and then scored a couple of goals for her side. Likewise, um, a certain um, Princess Ousu for Fabulous Ladies. Princess Ousu this season is the lead goal queen with 15 goals in the Women's Premier League. Um, considering her age, uh, 16 years, um, giving us that number of goals and also winning a lot of the NASCO Player of the uh, Match Awards for her side, Fabulous Ladies, she tell you that we are in for a, a tough competition when it comes to choosing who becomes the female player of the year. 
Well, 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 from the players then would have to focus on the coaches as well. So who makes it into the nominee list for female, uh, you know, for women's team coach of the year, women's team coach of the year? Interestingly, it's uh, three gentlemen. Uh, where are the lady coaches? Mm, big question. Now, Joe Nana Adakwa of Ampebi Dakwa Ladies, coach Yusif Basigi of Hazakas Ladies, uh, Yusif Basigi and his longevity, and uh, his consistency with Hazaka's ladies is phenomenal. We'd have to write a whole book about that one as well and ask him what's the uh, fuel, where he draws that human fuel from, from to do uh, that kind of work. Also, Ben Foucault is there. And so, uh, fabulous ladies. So, there we go. Uh, this set. Well, Red, um, the three coaches, they've, been, they've, been essentially, they've done well. Jonana Adakwa, um, as I said in the earlier submission, last season he was beaten four times by Yusuf um, Bazigi, and this season he decided to come in and come strong. Um, he led his side to win the Women's FA Cup and win the Women's Premier League as well. He is an assistant coach at the national level, at the Black Maidens level. So you should tell you um, he's been putting in a lot of work. And then coming to Yusuf Bazigi, Yusuf Bazigi has been one person who has been with Hazakes Ladies for over 16 years getting to his 17th year. So all the players that have come to Hazakes ladies, the ins and out of the club he knows. So he has a firm grip over the team. And then with um, Ben Foucault, even though he is not uh, really at the club side, he is with the Black Princesses, that's the national under 20 side. They were able to qualify for the World Cup in Costa Rica. So seeing him there also to tell you that um, he's done uh, a little bit of work with the ladies when it comes to the national side. So. Um, let's see which of these three comes top when um, it's time for the awards. Joan Anadakwa and uh, Yusif Basigi, as well as Ben Foucault, these are the three nominees for Women's Coach of the Year. Let's now go to the Men's Coach of the Year Award. Do remember that we're bringing you this special announcement here on Prime Morning and also on First Take on Joy 99.7 FM. Prosper Nate Ugum. PhD of Kumasi Asante Kotoko, Henry Wellington of Samatex, and Kasim Mingle of Pichim United. Felix, um, another very interesting trial. Uh, but not surprising. Mm. You look at what uh, Prosper Natiungum has done for Kotoko this season. I don't think a lot of people you know, gave him the chance because you look at the players that are to come in, over 16 players, and quickly get them running and then going on to win the league. Last season, he was nominated but couldn't win it when he finished second with Wafa in the league. This time around, he's been able to win that. You look at uh, Kasim Mingo, uh, he's been chasing Kotoko for the title but he couldn't uh, win it and he's still in the finals of the MTN FA Cup. And when you talk about the, the, the beautiful teams or the good teams in the league this season, you surely have to mention the team United thanks to what Kasim has been doing with the team. They are yet to lose a game even at home this, this season. So. It tells you how good he's been. And then Samates booking their qualification into the Premier League, losing just two games. It's also uh, wonderful for, 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 for the coach. So it's, it's one tight, tight call. But just as I said, uh, the supporters have to determine who they also feel uh, wants to win this or who they think should win this particular award. All right, so there we go. Men's Coach of the Year nominees Prosper Natel Goom, Kasim Mingle, and Henry Wellington. Well, more to share with you as we go through the uh, 18 categories 
uh, where there will be loads of competition with some being very straightforward as well because of the make of the categories. Well, uh, we'll do some more after this round of messages as we bring you the special nominee announcement for the 2022 Ghana Football Awards. So uh, we're having loads and loads of, uh, you know, justifications here on the show as we look forward to the big day itself on Saturday, July 2 at the Grand Arena of the Accra International Conference Center here in Accra. It will be the convergence, the biggest convergence of stars away from any major football event that's played in a stadium or on the pitch. Well, it's time to throw the focus on the shot stoppers, the goalkeepers. Who will make it this year? Let's go to the nominee board. Goalkeeper of the Year, Ghana Football Awards 2022, Jojo Wallacott of the Swindon Town and Black Stars. Also, Dunlad Ibrahim of Asante Kotoko and Idrisu Abdullahi of Bichim United. Do remember that Felix Remark was making mention of how, uh, you know, uh, Bichim United have made uh, their home a fortress. And of course, one of the key determinant factors is this man, Idrisu Abdullahi. Okay, so Jojo Wallacott, given the opportunity at the Nations Cup, yeah. uh, you know... Uh, did what he could. Also, Dunlad Ibrahim, that youngster, you know, so much confidence in front of goals. And he, he, he's brought this aura, uh, you know, into that 18-yard box, which has to be commended greatly. And that's where I'll bring in Daniel Odro, who is um, an editor at Ghana Web and also uh, a member of the uh, Ghana Football Awards board. Daniel, good to see you. Good to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Daniel is also another uh, unfortunately, Daniel is also another very wasted talent. Uh, he could have been a very good, uh, you know, number seven, but hey, uh, he decided to do this. Uh, Daniel, the goalkeepers. Yeah. I'll start with Jojo Walcott. Um, he's, he's a name when, when his name comes up during the board meetings, it's it divides opinion, mm. uh, especially because of where he plays his football. Uh, but when a player comes in and has um, a lot of doubt about his ab abilities and is able to prove everybody wrong. You, you've got to give him the credit for, for it. I remember when he came in, people said, why should Ghana be uh, having their number one player in the lower tier of English football? But this guy came in and has managed to turn some of the doubters into believers. And you, you've got to give him that credit. He's done an amazing job. Even, even at the Nations Cup where the Black Stars performed poor, he was one of the brightest sports within that disappointing campaign. And all of us can attest what he did, especially in the World Cup playoffs against Nigeria, where even some of the players had to run to him in celebration after the final whistle. So it tells you how far he's come, even though he, he just the national team. And at club level, he's done his very best. I think he was named in the was named as player of the season at his club and one of the best players in that division. So it tells you what he's done. And also you, you talk about Danlad Ibrahim, went on loan at uh, Kim Faisal last season 
returned to claim his season and he's managed to also help us and Kotoko to win the title. And a very young player that they've got to give him credit for, for, for all that he's done. And then you talk about him, Bichem's coach and goalkeeper and how amazing he has been this season. Mm. Well, let's now go to the youngsters and this award category is named after a man who one time was the world's most valuable juvenile player. I'm talking about Odate Lamte and that will be the Odate Lamte Future Star Award. Well, Felix Afinajan, the teenager from AS Roma who made his way into the Black Stars, told a very, very interesting story about, uh, you know, transformation within football and within the space of one year. Princess Owusu clearly, uh, definitely, uh, you know, has to be in here because of what she's been able to achieve in terms of the goals, uh, you know, and her age as well, relative to her age. Now, Clinton Dodu of Bichem United is also in there. Okay, three set. Yeah. Three set. It's, it's, it's one of the categories that I, I really like. It's a category where you have a mixture of both men and women competing for the award. And I remember in the first edition, I think Mukarama Abdullahi won that award as the future star. And then uh, last year, it was Kudus Mohamed, if, I, if my memory serves me right. So you, you see the mix of the ladies and the gentlemen winning it. And you see, when you want to look into the future, you want to see the prospects that you have as a country. And Afanyajan's transformation has been amazing. He's one of the very few players who's moved from Ghana right into Europe and hit the ground running. It's very, very rare to see a player move from the lower division. This, this guy played in Milo Championship only a few months ago. And only a few months later, he's playing for Jose Mourinho, one of the best and established coaches in the world. And he talks very fondly about Afenejan. And then you talk about Princess Owusu and everything that she's done in the Women's Premier League. It deserves mentioning. And they are the future of this, this country in terms of our football. And so I, I, I see it as a very interesting race. I will see how the public will vote. Don't forget that it's the Club 100 that will vote for this category. The Club 100 is made up of uh, captains and coaches of the various national teams, the... Premier League, and then you have some stakeholders and some selected journalists who are going to vote in this category and all the categories, except two of the categories, which is the fun, fun, and then the goal of the year, which is public voting. Mm. Yeah. Interesting stuff there. Well, uh, we're still bringing you the nominees, and of course, the Odati Lamte Future Star nominees are Felix Afinajan, Princess Owusu, and Clinton Dodu. Still here on uh, Prime Morning on Joy Prime and also on First Take on Joy 99.7 FM as we look forward to that very big night who is uh, going to pick up the biggest award of the evening and that is what we're coming to uh, in a few moments. We'll go now to our next category. That will be the foreign base player of the year. Mm. Very, very interesting set as well. This quartet is made up of uh, Thomas Party of Arsenal, Alexander Jiku of Strasbourg, Alexander Jiku tying the knot recently as well, Mohamed Salisu of Southampton, and Daniel Amate of Leicester City. Well, Felix, interesting quartet. And um, did, did this, this category also bring out some arguments? <laughs> A lot of arguments. <laughs> you look at the number of Ghanaians playing outside. You, know, you have to look everywhere and make sure that players that deserve to be in the category you know, has to. So it was one tiring job for the committee because it has to take the committee to select the nominees for the board to pick their, their final list of nominees. So it, it was a lot of work, but you look at the statistics, because basically most of the work has to do with the start and the performance of the players. And uh, you look at Thomas Partey, his goal was very influential in getting Ghana to the World Cup. 
played almost 30 games for Arsenal this season. He would have gotten more if not for for for, for injury. You look at uh, Amate Daniel Amate. This for me has been his best season in Europe, close to almost 36 games for Leicester, and he. He played all the qualifiers for Ghana in both the AFCON qualifiers and then the World Cup qualifier, which was 12 games within that period. So nobody can argue that Pate uh, Amate deserved uh, to be to, to be in there. So it, it was a tiring one, but I think that this this finalist deserved to be nominated for this category. The most the most controversial bit was Mohamed Salisu, whether he was a Ghanaian or not. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he's still not accepted to play for the Black Stars. So well, but uh, in recent days, uh, the, com the conversation has changed a little bit about yes. the possibility of him uh, sorting exactly. that out in the coming exactly. days. But at the, at the board meeting, um, you asked a question. We are looking at a certain period of time. And you're asking, in that period, has he played for the national team? But the, the question again is, when you talk about the, the foreign based football of the year, it focuses more on their club contribution than the national team contribution. So is Salisu, has Salisu played well at club level? And he plays in the English Premier League for Southampton, which is arguably one of the best leagues. And he's Ghanaian, no doubt about that. And he doesn't need to play in the Black Stars to qualify to be a Ghanaian. And he's Ghanaian. So that's one of the uh, very controversial uh, conversations we had at the board level. And even Jojo Walcott's name was also very controversial because of the tier in which he plays his football. Uh, other names like um, Kofi Tre uh, came up and he had an amazing season, but you cannot accommodate every player in, in a short list. And so that, that's one of the difficult decisions we had to make as a, as a team. All right, let's quickly take a look at uh, the other ones, and that will be the home base player of the year. Nominees for the home base player of the year are Augustin Okra of uh, Bechem United, Yao Ano of Ashanti Gold, and uh, that will be uh, Frank Ibela Ituga of Kumasi Asante Kotoko, as well as Imoru Ibrahim of Asante Kotoko. And uh, Imoru Ibrahim won it last year, didn't he? No, last no. year was uh, Salifu Ibrahim. Salifu, Salifu Ibrahim, Ibrahim, rather, yes. sorry. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that, didn't, that, that didn't make a Glasnavaku happy because he thought he deserved it. Exactly. I thought it was a very close one between very the two close. of them last year. Very close. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but we need to make that distinction that the home-based footballer is inclusive of foreigners who play in the local league. Mm. But the Ghana footballer of the year does not include foreigners who play in the local league or uh, foreigners. So, again, um, the, the shortlist is uh, reflective of the current season. Asante Kotoko has two nominees in the in Entuga and in Imoro Ibrahim. And then you've got um, Yawano and uh, Augustin Okra, who recently got a call up into the national team. So it's reflective of the performance or the performances of these players who have really, really done well. I, I many think it's a straight call uh, between Entuga and maybe Yawano, but I'm sure that the voting may, may say otherwise. Okay, uh, let's see if the voting says otherwise as well. And uh, that will bring us to the biggest moment of the night. Last year, it was Andre Didiayu, captain of the Black Stars, who picked up uh, the Football of the Year award. Um, this obviously was because of the contribution in terms of uh, play on the pitch, also the goals and, um, you know, generally what he was able to do with his club. Uh, contributions to country as well. Country, well, did not exactly go too well, but he uh, was amazing and he was phenomenal. And of course, in terms of commitment, nobody can question uh, his commitment, whether it's at club or at country level. So, Andre Ayu uh, won it last year. Who will win it this year? 
We can only answer after we've seen the set of nominees and gone through a certain period and landed on July 2. Let's go for the nominees now. Now, do remember that Thomas Partey is uh, the very first to have won uh, the Footballer of the Year accolade at the uh, Ghana Football Awards first edition, which was held at the uh, Marriott Hotel at Airport City in Accra. So he comes in there with great pride as well, having, uh, you know, picked up that accolade before. So Thomas Partey in there as well. And uh, question is, can he pick a second of this very, very prestigious, which is also the biggest of the night? So Thomas uh, Partey are uh, looking forward to a third, actually, uh, because he's won it on two previous occasions as well. So uh, there we go. Uh, Thomas Partey, Alexander Jiku, uh, Daniel Amate, Jojo Walakot, and Mohamed Salisu. <laughs> I see the, the two of you staring at each other. <laughs> yes. Uh, so again, a lot of um, arguments about uh, the final shortlist. In fact, this year we need to make a, an announcement that we expanded the, the, the shortlist to five because the ultimate category. And so if you look into uh, throughout the shortlist, it's the only category that has five shortlisted candidates. It tells you the share argument that went on. And even that uh, there were, uh, if you like, argument that others deserve to be in there, some local players deserve to be in there, but there's only so much you can do. But it's also reflective of the foreign football of the year or the, the foreign base football of the year award category which also has almost four of these five players in there. Very, very uh, competitive uh, category. Uh, like you said, Thomas Partey won the first two editions back to back. And then Andrea, you won the last one we had at the uh, conference center. So we'll see how this is going to pan out. Um, I believe that all of them have distinguished themselves. Uh, if you look at the year under review uh, and the Club 100 would said, who will take out the, the, the award of the, the game. All right, just before we go on, uh, Daniel, I want you to explain the uh, technicalities, the dynamics of this particular category and also which categories we need to vote on. It's very important for all those who are following us uh, on this live uh, presentation here on Joy Prime and also on First Take on Joy 99.7 FM. Let's go over it again. Okay, so the Club 100 
is the voting, if you like, club or team for, for the uh, Ghana Football Awards. The Club 100, as, as I explained earlier, is made up of uh, captains and coaches of all the national football teams. So you have the Black Stars, the Black Meteors, the Black Satellites, the Black Starlets, and then you have the women's national teams, the Black uh, Queens, Princesses, Maidens, mm. and also the six, 18 clubs now. You have 18 Premier League clubs. All the captains and the coaches of these teams are going to vote. And then you have a slot for the uh, PFAG, mm. which is a, a Footballers Association of Ghana. Mm. And then um, you have um, one other body, I think the... Ghana Goalkeepers Association. Mm. Uh, yes, the Goalkeepers Association of Ghana. And then I think the Retired Footballers Association of Ghana. And then you have the journalists also making up the Club 100. So we call them Club 100. They are going to vote for almost 15 of the categories. The categories that they do not vote on are the Thumbs Up Award, the Living Legend Award, the most vibrant club on social media, and then the goal of the season. Mm. These are four awards that they do not And of course, do remember that the goal of the season award will be there on the website, and uh, that will be for you to view and uh, make your own decisions as yes. well. It will be on our social media platforms too. Great stuff there. So Ghana Football Awards, go check it out uh, on all the uh, social media handles and also on the official website as well, as we look forward to that very big one. Final comments as we wrap this up. Let me begin with you, Felix. Well, so the main awards comes on the 2nd of July at a conference uh, center. Uh, so we are urging all nominees uh, to be present. We send them a special invite. And those who are supposed to vote to the Club 100. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.